This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Sports Better's Paradise. Jimmy out along with Dave Coke and talking some MLB and other things. Uh, Dave, uh, your weekend, the Derby. I was counting my money mid stretch, and then uh, this that happened after blistering pace, too. Uh, the fastest quarter in the history of the Derby, but uh, not a whole lot of confidence uh, for this winner uh, moving forward in the Triple Crown. No, I, uh, I had a break even Derby, I didn't bet it. Uh, I, I didn't really get a chance to break it down. And if I had, there's not a chance in the world I'd have come up with rich strikes. So I'm happy with no bet, uh, no action and no loss. Yeah. It seemed like, uh, the, the fairgrounds horses, uh, where, where we're close to in new Orleans, uh, they were, they were the, the contenders and mid stretch. It looked uh, to be that way. Baffert's horses indirectly, uh, did not, uh, did not uh, challenge as much as the uh, fairground well, entries. And traditionally, Santa Anita uh, winners or uh, contenders are usually uh, contenders in Louisville as well. And you got a fluke in that a horse coming from way back had zero traffic problems. Right. I mean, it had a completely clear path, uh, which usually doesn't happen in the Derby because it's, it's pretty congested as a rule with all those horses. So it was the dream trip of all time for Rich yes, Strike. And, and, uh, you know, so the bookmakers will go to baseball. The bookmakers uh, was the Yankees and the Mets and now it's the Dodgers who they are pulling against uh, every uh, day, every night as the public is uh, following those streaks. And of course, you know, fading uh, the Cincinnati Reds, although they won two out of three against the Pittsburgh Pirates this weekend. Yeah, the Reds are on fire. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, they're playing Milwaukee, which just embarrassed them. Uh, in Milwaukee last week. That's right. I mean, they got humiliated and they do get Castillo back today. Now, I don't know how long he's going to be out there. <clears throat> he did have shoulder issues in spring training, and uh, I would assume he's on a pitching uh, a pitch count tonight. And I, there's no way I'm making a case for the Reds. Uh, the Brewers will probably beat him, but this is a spot where my auto fade on Cincinnati uh, will not be in effect. I didn't play him this week against them this weekend either. Uh, because the Pirates are almost as bad as the Reds. Yeah, uh, let's uh, looking at that game. Milwaukee, we'll get that one out the way early. About a dollar sixty-seven and seven and a half. Woodruff, who's been uh, less than spectacular uh, this mm. year, um, one of his uh, his worst starts against uh, Castillo, as you mentioned, Luis Castillo, his twenty twenty-two uh, debut, uh, a former All Star, and uh, you know has been a a really good pitcher for most of his career with the Marlins and in the Reds uh, against the. Um, uh, again, against Milwaukee here, Reds taking two out of three, like you said, on fire for their standards. Yeah, it's not a bet for me. Uh, Woodruff, I think, is coming around. 
it's not his peripherals are pretty good. Uh, but again, I, I don't know what I, I really don't know what to make of Castillo. Uh, I want to watch him see if his velocity is where it normally is. He's a you know mid to high 90s guy, and we'll see if he's at that pace uh, or not. And that might determine what we're going to do with Castillo uh, moving forward. All right. Uh, you did hit a, uh, a money line parlay on a couple of uh, big ones. Is that what you're looking maybe to do with uh, Urias and the Dodgers here who are undefeated in May six and no, they go to PNC tonight to take on uh, the pirates Two fifty and seven and a half Quintana uh, throwing for the uh, Buccos. Not bad. Not bad for him. Urias has been wonderful. Uh, two and one with a sub to 1.88 ERA. As I said, the Dodgers perfect six and oh in May. Yeah, I, I don't like taking teams that play on Sunday night and then have significant travel. So I'm going to stay out of this game, but I, I don't want the Pirates. The, uh, the So let's, uh, again, the Pirates and the White Sox and Cubs, uh, a lot of the bet uh, Revers, their handle is pretty good on the uh, Windy City team. And the White Sox, we thought maybe LaRusse had this thing slipping. Now they're above 500. Uh, Kopech, who uh, goes four to five and, you know, two times through the lineup. They limited him to that, but he's been very good at that, a 1.170 RA, but he's not staying in the games long enough to get a decision. He does not have one uh, this uh, season. A dollar seventy-seven and seven and a half. Big number here against the uh, against the Guardians. Cleveland and Plezak. Plezak, uh, a one and three with a four, nine ERA. Uh, three good starts and two terrible starts uh, last time out. So, Please act maybe trending down. Uh, the White Sox are 77, seven and a half. The good starts were misleading. He has not pitched well. Uh, and contact, hard hit rate is, is way up. He's given up a lot of barrels. Uh, anytime a pitcher is over 10% on barrels, that's, uh, that's a red flag. The problem is the way the Guardians have played, shouldn't the White Sox, forget the pitching for a minute, shouldn't the White Sox be laying this much against Cleveland? And the answer is no. The offense for Cleveland, for the White Sox against righties just isn't there. It hasn't been all season. So I think uh, if you're just looking at team value, it's with Cleveland. Now, then you factor in the pitching, and that team value goes away because Kopech is certainly more go-with than Plesek at this point. So this is a game where the team stuff and the pitching stuff are in conflict, and those are easy games for me to stay away from. Um, I don't want the White Sox at this price, I can tell you that. You know, the uh, total is seven and a half. I was, as I was uh, previewing and prepping uh, for the podcast today, I mean, seven and a half everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, these are old National League totals when you have, you know, two really good pitchers on the hill. Well, nobody's hitting. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, they, you know, even the one I brought up last week uh, with uh, Minnesota and Baltimore, they exploded for a bunch of runs. But uh, as you said, you just can't, you can't bet any uh, overs right now. I had- I had on uh, Friday, and I won. The, this is the crazy part. I won these two games. My two teams were combined one for 21 with runners in scoring position. And I somehow won, I won both games by a run, which is a miracle. Nobody so, can hit. No, no. Uh, only baseball, uh, as all the other major sports try and increase scoring over time as it's uh, evolved. I mean, they. Um, they're back to the everybody's got a humidor now, not just course feel. I'll throw my in my two cents. Uh, the pitchers are bigger physically and throw harder than they ever have before. I think they're going to have to consider lowering the mound again. 
These guys, these guys that are 6'5", 240, and coming over the top, I mean, it's a straight downhill plane. It's tough to hit that stuff. They lowered the, uh, they, ro- they rose the mound back in 68, I believe it was. And of course, uh-huh. the pitching that year was unbelievable. Bob Gibson had right. my, maybe the best year anybody's ever had outside of Pedro Martinez. Uh, maybe it's time to consider lowering the mound again. We, we, we'll see. I mean, it's getting, it's getting a little bit. And now you're hearing some reports that uh, maybe for the primetime games, the uh, the nationally broadcasted games, that they may be using different balls. So, well, yeah, you I can't do that. you got to have a uniform baseball. All the baseballs have to be the same. With with uh, you would you would hope. I mean, especially for us. I mean, nobody wants nobody wants a game. Well, on no, square the, as much for as for the game, game itself. Mm-hmm. Just forget the betting just for the game itself. It's the integrity yes, of the game. Yes, everything's the rules are supposed to be the same for everybody. All right. Here's the Cubbies. Now, uh, San Diego, uh, the Cubs, after uh, getting swept at home by the Dodgers, now they go out to Petco uh, in beautiful San Diego. And it's Kyle Hendricks. And Hendricks is an interesting study uh, for the uh, for the Cubs uh, after seven pretty damn strong seasons. Uh, last year's career high with four, seven, seven ER right? This season yeah. has been worse uh, so far uh, with a. Um, of a five, six, seven ER, right? Five, six, four ER, right? And so you just wonder what's happening to him. Well, if he is kind of hitting a wall and then Gore comes into this one, five to five plus innings in his four starts, two and oh, one, seven, one ERA. So they only trust him two times through the lineup as well. Yeah. His second time through hasn't been all that good either, but there, there's, here's the explanation on Hendricks. His ground ball rate. And that's his forte is getting grounders because he's a pitch to contact guy. It's the lowest it's ever been. His barrel rate and his hard hit rate are the highest they've ever been. So that's not a guy you want to be on. He's showing signs and he's what, 32, 33, a lot of innings on the arm. Maybe he straightens it out. I mean, he's certainly intelligent enough in terms of uh, his mental abilities on the mound to, to figure things out. But physically, he does not appear to be the same guy. He's certainly not commanding his stuff the way he normally does. And he's a go against right now. So Padres are pass here. Padres at uh, 19 and 10 without uh, Tatis Jr. So yeah. they've uh, they've held it together. Very nice. And despite the fact they're not exactly crushing the baseball. I mean, they're, they're a pretty average offensive team. But the pitching's been good enough. And Bob Melvin pulling the strings of the dugout. He knows what he's doing. And, uh, and you know, timely hitting. Uh, yesterday, uh, looks like they're walking off the field uh, with a loss. And... Uh, yeah, three-run homer. Yep, three-run dinger by, by the backup catcher. Not bad. Uh, things are going right for them. Dollar fifty-nine is uh, tempting uh, with the Padres uh, in that would now be on a marquee uh, tonight in the uh, Chicago and surrounding areas. Um, getting to another one of our main teams uh, that uh, we get a lot of action at Bet Rivers, the Philadelphia Phillies. So now they go out to, uh, to Seattle and uh, T-Mobile and uh, Chris Flexen. And uh, this is my uh, my circle game uh, of the night. Uh, Flexen, he w- he's one in a, one in four with a 3.1 ERA, 1.14 whip, solid numbers. But he had two shaky starts to start the season, and now he has captured four. Uh, three really good ones where he's going deep in all three of those, under two ERA in those last three starts. And, you know, after three rough years with the Mets, I uh, – I backed this guy a lot last year, Dave. Uh, solid. He was a solid pitcher at a 3.61 ERA, but high value. And still, 
Uh, now this 118 price is very, very uh, light uh, at home for Seattle against what I think is a trending Chris Flexen against Suarez of the Phillies, who's been so-so to this point, two and yeah, one with a four, six, three ERA. I was thinking more mediocre than so-so. He hasn't been very good. And last year's breakup for Suarez is not being repeated. His numbers just, uh, they're not good. They're about the same as Flexen. Overall, Flexen is pitching a little better lately. And momentum for Seattle coming out of another game last night. Looks like they're going to lose. They get a solo homer in the ninth. Get the winning run across in the 10th. Good win but they against Tampa Bay. Phillies coming out of a big series with the Mets. I think situationally, you would have to favor Seattle here as well. Yeah, I, uh, I love that. It's my favorite pick uh, of the night in flex. And uh, what, what, is, what, is, um, what, what are the numbers uh, that you like to look at, uh, looking at flex? And, and do you, can you throw away those two starts because the abbreviated spring training, not normal uh, prep time for the season? And I, I think he's just a back end of the rotation guy. I think that's all he is. But I think Suarez is the same thing. So I don't really have an edge on the pitching here. I think the other stuff favors Seattle. At that price, um, I, I, do, uh, I do like him. So, all right, uh, let's move on and uh, get to one of the MLB Network games. We talked about it earlier. Uh, Guardians and White Sox are going to be on MLB Network uh, today. We said that was a tough one uh, with uh, a high price on the White Sox uh, against the Indians, but please act. His hard hit rate, one of the worst uh, in Major League Baseball as far as the starters are concerned. Let's get back to some of the other games and start Detroit and Oakland. Uh, Blackburn, 3-0 and wow. with a 2.22 ERA. Uh, he's going four to five innings again. How is he getting those uh, that many uh, decisions? But against Pineda, Pineda at home at Detroit is 122-7 and seven over the visiting A's. Yeah, I, uh, I think, and you won't hear me say this very often, I think Oakland's the right side in this game. Blackbird's an interesting guy because he's been kind of a quad A pitcher uh, until this season. His velocities ticked significantly up this year, and he's pitching really good ball for Oakland. As bad as the A's are, they get a little boost because Ramon Laureano, who arguably is their best player, which tells you something about the A's, uh, but Laureano returned from his suspension this weekend, so they get a guy who can lead off Plays a good outfield, a little bit of pop, good speed, and he'll help what is a terrible offense. The good news for Oakland is the Tigers' offense is just as bad, and I am definitely not a Michael Pineda guy. I think he is low-end material at this point. Uh, He's been ineffective in his two starts uh, thus far. Hard hit rate over 50%, which is a little bit scary. So even the A's offense... Might be able to get something done here. The WRC plus for these two teams over the last week is comical. 31 for Oakland, 38 for Detroit. Doesn't get much worse than that. But I think, so I think this goes to the pitching. And I, at this point, based on what I'm, we're seeing so far this year, I give Blackburn a good-sized edge over Detroit, over uh, Pineda. And you get a plus price to boot. I like the A's. As in first five, too, because no, Blackburn's just, you know, for the game. I'm okay. just going to play the full game. Okay, okay. All right, uh, so uh, Oakland coming up uh, plus money, uh, Dave's uh, first pick uh, of the day. Angels in Tampa Bay. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, he's had a very good start to the season. Mm. 2-6-3 ERA under one whip, 132-7.5 and seven and a half against the Rays, who've had a nice road, uh, road swing here. Uh, they'll do the opener thing. Springs, this is his uh, ninth appearance, or he has nine appearances. This will be his tenth 
uh, already. Uh, the last um, the last start out uh, was his season long three and a third innings pitch. So, Angels uh, saw price here, dollar thirty two at home. Yeah, I, I like the Rays in the game. Um, Springs is a sort of opener. Could probably go a full time through the lineup, so he's not a one inning opener. He's pitching well, uh, and the Angels are not hitting right now. Now they did pull out a game yesterday, coming from behind against Washington. Maybe that'll help. But they they have not been swinging the bats all that well the last week. And Syndergaard, I think you might be getting diminishing returns here. He he's becoming a pitch to contact guy. No longer the Thor who blows away opposing hitters. And the Rays are a team you kind of need to strike out. Uh, I think Tampa's, at this point, probably a little aggravated about blowing the game yesterday. It looked like they're going to win. And one out away from the victory, they give up the home run and, and end up losing in extra innings. But uh, Syndergaard's a guy I think I'm going to be looking for spots to go against right now because he's just not the Thor we used to see. I think at plus 115 or so here, and the price might continue to go up. I'd wait on this. Um, could, I would take you, a shot with the Rays. Do you continue to try and stretch out Springs as a kind of that's no. the trend with him? No. So three, three to third is he's, is, he's, he's a relief pitcher. Okay. All right. Uh, next game up up on the uh, on, on the schedule here. Miami uh, continues their West Coast streak. Uh, they go to Arizona. How about Arizona? Arizona still last in batting average, but now has a winning record at 15 and 14. Castellanos uh, for the Diamondbacks, two and one with a 4.2 ERA. Miami Hernandez, he has been awful. Mm -hmm. Uh, 6.66 ERA. And still Hernandez, well, you talk about the lack of confidence uh, for the odds makers in the Arizona Diamondbacks or the uh, sustainability of uh, this team. Miami's 127 and eight and a half on the road here. Well, I, I don't want Miami. Not with Hernandez. Uh, they've got a really good rotation until Hernandez shows up in the five hole. And he has not been good. Uh, I, I, the Diamondbacks are hard to explain because the lineup sucks. It, it's just terrible. But they're scoring enough runs to get by. And the key has been, and by the way, their bullpen's not any good either. But their starting pitching has been terrific. And even Castellanos, who profiles as a, you know, at best, the back end of the rotation guy, and probably not that. Even he's pitching well. It's contagious. That staff is on fire right now. At some point, it's going to level off. But I think I just as soon not play against the Diamondbacks while they're playing at this level. It, and again, it won't continue. So you look for the sell sign on them and then probably start going against them. But right now, I, I, I play the Diamondbacks or I, or I pass the game. Yeah, so you monitoring the Diamondbacks, and as soon as they show us a little, a little leak in a boat, you're going to uh, be fading them. Well, Look, I'm looking to fade them. Considering it, yeah. yeah. Uh, the problem is the odds makers will adjust just as quickly, so it might not be there in the price. But look, they're playing good ball right now, given that. And uh, it's totally unexpected. I mean, the Diamondbacks are considered to be one of the worst teams in baseball, and, and on paper, they still are. But, well, you start getting good starting pitching on an everyday basis, you can pull out some games you're not supposed to. Maybe this year's uh, Seattle Mariners uh, to this point uh, where they were winning so many close games you know, and, and figure and, way above, way above their uh, still early, you know, only 30 but games. Are, but they're also benefiting from the offensive outage. Right. Throughout baseball. So basically, if you can pitch, you can win. And at least for the right now, it's not just Zach Gallon. Their staff as a whole is doing really well. Uh, so they might be 
a surprise team this year. I'm glad I didn't bet the, the win total under because that looks like it's in early trouble. Last game on the board today, uh, uh, Carlos Rodon in the San Francisco Giants, 250 and six and a half uh, over Colorado and Gomber. Huge number here. And well, it's because Rodon's been uh, so damn good. Gomber, respectable, respectable, especially pitching at Coors Field with a two and two, 3.58 ERA. Yeah, I think it's a little too pricey to play, but I really can't make a case for the Rockies winning the game. So it's, it's a quick scratch off for me. I'm, I'm not interested in laying two and a half dollars, and I don't want the dog. All right, so to uh, review, uh, Dave, uh, Oakland uh, plus money uh, for the game in Blackburn and also the Rays in Springs kind of going the extended opener, I guess you could say. We're going to yeah. anticipate about three innings uh, for him coming back plus money against uh, Syndergaard, who's who's maybe you're just not thinking as good as what we're seeing on paper so far, or is at least his reputation as well. I think, uh, I think it's in the price, by the way, because as well as the Angels have played, that short price is an indicator here. Uh, yeah, I, I like Oakland and I like uh, uh, the Rays tonight. Both at plus money, I think uh, got a decent chance to win those two. I like San Diego. I'm going to continue to fade uh, the Cubs and Hendricks on that one. And I like them uh, at home as well, coming off of a dramatic uh, three-run homer, a walk-off uh, yesterday at home to win it three to two. And my best bet of the night is uh, Chris Flexen in Seattle, modest 118 against the Phillies in Suarez. Uh, again, I'm uh, willing to throw away the uh, the first two starts of the season, the way he's put back-to-back-to-back really good starts uh, together. And he continues, just as it was last year, to be a value starter as well. This is Sports Better's Paradise. Myself, Dave Koken, Jimmy Ott, and Dave Koken. We do it uh, every Monday and Wednesday here as part of the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. See you on Wednesday, Dave. Thank you, buddy.